It's the Baseball Talk Radio Show with Rich and Gary back again. And Rich, how are you this lovely day? Not bad, Gary. How about yourself? This uh, getting sir for baseball out there. Yeah, I'm I'm doing okay. We're what three days away, something like that, to pitches and catches. So no complaints by me. Uh, we're almost there. And we'll start getting some news from Florida and Arizona, depending upon where you're uh, located. But it should be an exciting year. Lots of crazy stuff going on, though, Rich. How about this uh, big, huge trade for Mookie Betts and the Dodgers? And and it's just a three-trade deal, and... It's on the fence right now. We don't know if it's going to go over, if it's going to fall uh, and not go through. I don't know. What do you think, Rich? Yeah, all of a sudden, uh, that blockbuster trade, as you said, with uh, Mookie Betts and David Price uh, being packaged up and sent out to the West Coast, uh, all of a sudden, that deal uh, looks like it hit a snag, but I don't think the deal itself is going to go south. I think another player could be put in place. Uh, apparently, one of the players in that trade is not passing a physical like uh, Boston thought he would. So for now, um, talk is about um, possibly uh, a scuttlement of it. But like I said, I don't think that's going to be the case. Yeah, the Red Sox are uh, concerned because of uh, one of the young players in the deal, a 21-year-old pitcher. Uh, his name is Brewstar Gratterall. I think that's how you uh, say it. And uh, he had Tommy John surgery. He had a shoulder impingement this year. So the uh, Red Sox are balking at the history and uh, have questions about his long-term role with them. And now they're asking for some more uh, prospects, and and, uh, Minnesota's uh, not so crazy about that. So they want that because they're looking to get Kenda Maeda from uh, the Dodges. And, you know, Minnesota's in a pennant race. They're going to be a contender. They won a division last year. So they're looking to better themselves. And, you know, we're getting to spring training. So um, they want to get this deal done. Uh, but there is a chance that they could back out of the deal. And, of course, then the Dodgers and the Red Sox, Red Trox, <laughs> the Red Sox, <laughs> would try to complete the, the uh, trade themselves. Or I guess they could always try to rope in another another deal, another team. Um, but uh, somehow Jock Peterson, too, is hung up on this because he's due to go to the uh, angels in a separate trade. But if this deal falls through, they may not be able to trade him because they need Mookie bets to play with Peterson. It's kind of a mess right now. And we're just going to have to wait and see how it all comes out. Yeah. The Red Sox uh, lopping $59 million off the books. For this season, uh, bets at $27 million and price at 32 And it was a last-minute deal. It wasn't announced until a couple days ago, uh, right after we did our, our podcast last week. And, of course, all the 
you know, baseball magazines have already been printed. I went out and got mine, uh, as you can see here <laughs> on the, on our video link to the show we're doing, but yeah, of course they're, they have bets in with Boston, of course, price with Boston, but yeah, the Red Sox really unloaded a lot of payroll price hadn't been doing well for Boston. And I guess they figured since they had the upheaval uh, with the management that this was the time to maybe blow some of that up there in Boston and uh, come back to earth, so to speak. And the Dodgers, on the other hand, just took on a boatload of, of responsibility. <laughs> and uh, it's an arms race. The West Coast and the East Coast, the Yankees and the Dodgers, it's, it still goes on. Well, you know, and the, the Dodgers with their failures the last few years getting to the World Series and getting to the playoffs and not making it last year, uh, really, uh, they're almost in a have to win this year because, you know, what what was it, two, three years and they went to the World Series and, and lost it. And then last year, losing in the, uh, the first or second round, I forget now, my mind is not as sharp as it used to be. But, um, you know, they've got to show something for this large payroll. And I think saying large payroll is kind of an understatement, but you know what I mean. Yeah, it's amazing that we're only a couple days away from pitchers and catchers and now this question mark uh, circles the trade as you said uh in the opening here and uh, it's amazing so uh, us um, uh, us national league fans here on the east coast are going to be able to probably see more of mookie betts and david price i'm not looking forward to that too much <laughs> Well, we don't play that many that many games against the, those teams anyway. So uh, it's uh, I, I look at it. It's just another guy we have to get out, and we'll get him out anyway. So don't worry about it. Um, and speaking of getting guys out, they're really uh, trying to get guys out of Houston. I think uh, you know we got more news breaking stuff on the the Houston Astros cheating scandal. Um, now it's come out in the wall street journal. There was a, uh, a report and it was uh, reported by Jared diamond. And it said, uh, that they had a name and everything It's called code breaker. And what that was essentially was an Excel based application that could decode signs from opposing catchers. Uh, it was the, re, routinely referred to as the dark arts among Astro employees. Per a previously undisclosed letter, MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred sent to the team. So somebody came up. It was an intern at the time, and uh, came up with the presentation in 2016 with this Excel-based application, and. Let's face it, this is the result, not only of cheating, this is the result of this analytics stuff. You know, it's just more an analysis, more data, more analytics in the game, and this is what's happening now. You're going to get these cheating things. The thing, um, the guy created an algorithm, 
And uh, what they would do is they would watch a live feed of games, log catches signs into the spreadsheet with the pitch that was thrown. The algorithm would break down the correlation between signs and pitches. The, the, that later evolved into employees banging on trash cans just behind the dugout to notify batters which pitch was coming. Um, the uh, reported diamond noted the use of code break extended to road games as well as home contests. Now, you know, guys have been keeping books on pitchers and not seeing the signs, but I don't see, you know, other than the real-time factor of this, this has been done before. They're just keeping data now, and it's real-time. And I still say this is because of the analytics, and Major League Baseball opened the door for this by allowing replay and all this video and stuff to happen. And now it's they open Pandora's box, and now they're trying to jam everything back in, and people are just going to find different ways to do things. He did, This could be done, uh, you know, on videotape. And would that make it legal? I mean, and, uh, you know, it's just a, it's just a crazy thing that uh, that's going on. One of the interesting things in the article, Rich, is that they say that the, the better teams caught on to this and kept changing their signs during the game. Um, just some of the weaker teams that, I guess, towards the end of the year didn't really give a darn anymore. They didn't bother. So uh, they got hurt by it, uh, and they named, like, Toronto and I think Baltimore was another team that they mentioned that that didn't you know didn't bother changing their signals. Uh, Oakland, excuse me, uh, but the good teams apparently heard the rumors and would change their signs. And hey, that's the way to beat the system. Then, if you know they're doing something, then you've got to do something to beat it back. Yeah, and uh, Charlie Morton has just come out. In the past couple of days, talking about um, remorse of not trying to do more uh, to stop what was going on. He said he became aware of it in the dugout. You, you almost could not uh, get away from it. You could hear things going on. And he said, quote, personally, I regret not more. I'm not doing more to stop it. I don't know what that would have entailed. I think the actions would have been somewhat extreme to stop it. That's a hypothetical, he said, end quote. And it would almost probably be like the manager did going over there and smashing some TVs. As I said in one of our previous shows, you know, he probably didn't care for it either. Um, but it was his watch. Um, we've already heard Dusty Baker saying... That will not happen on my watch, and uh, don't even think about it, that sort of stuff. So um, we'll see. <laughs> I'm sure we've, we've experienced the last of that by Houston, for sure. Yeah, I, I doubt that they're going to even you know, come close to that. They wouldn't want to take the chance at this point in time. Uh, but you know what? They still have the data. So... Um, 
they can still use that data as far as I'm concerned. They can still get an idea. You change the algorithm to see what he th- what certain pitches through in certain counts, uh, what certain catches call for in certain counts. Um, they're all patterns there, and they can use it that way. And, uh, you know, we'll see. They still got a good team, and, you know, uh, this stuff with them, they beat the Dodgers. Dodgers went the World Series named, you know, they named to be named champions because they, they were cheating. They won two of the four games in Dodger Stadium, and were they doing this? I don't know. There, uh, they said it's mostly done at home. Some of this was done on the road, but did they do it on the road in the World Series? Who knows? Um, but then go out and beat them. I mean, you know, you still have to hit the ball. You can know what's coming. It doesn't mean you're going to hit it. I mean, people knew what Nolan Ryan was throwing, and half the time they couldn't hit it anyway. And same thing with Steve Carlton. They knew when he got in, a, he was going to throw that pitch of his, that slider, uh, whatever he called it. And um, it was unhittable. So, you know, you still got to hit it. You know, you, 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 you know where it's going to, what it is, but doesn't mean you're going to hit it. That's true. And we had plenty of people weighing in. On the scandal in the past couple days, uh, former uh, MLB home run king Hank Aaron has been calling for the ultimate penalty for everyone in the Astros sign-stealing uh, sign scandal. Um, he thinks that um, they should be uh, suspended uh, absolutely uh, for doing that. Uh, quote from him. Is saying, I think whoever did that should be out of baseball the rest of their life, Hank Aaron told uh, an interviewer on the Today Show uh, when he was asked if the punishment for the scandal fit the crime. So there you go from a, a Hall of Famer there, Hank Aaron saying the players should be made to uh, be suspended for life. Um, and then, of course, Pete Rose jumped on the occasion he was asked by by people and interviewers about the cheating scandal and um we saw some uh support for him again in several circles uh, john Heyman, i believe uh circulated some sort of a tweet around uh and the president just today just this afternoon tweeted out uh his uh, opinion on pete rose that he thinks it's time to put Pete back or into the Hall of Fame, not back in there, but in there. And uh, that's some high-level support for Pete Rose. Uh, it certainly is. And, and, of course, we've talked about this uh, many times before. Um, you know, uh, I think both of us feel he should be in the Hall of Fame. You, you can't have a, a Hall of Fame of the greatest players of all time and not have the hit king in there it's just that you wonder sometimes with pete how he goes about things that really leaves a question mark you know yeah uh, um but you know i i think all of this stuff coming out just shows you that nobody's perfect in this game and and it's hard to to do uh to be perfect and and there are a lot of guys that are doing it the right way clean but but just think about it. In the last 20 25 years we've had the PED scandal now the cheating scandal and 
um, you know, gambling. So I, I don't know. We, I don't know. You know, it's just this. You can't clean up everything. It's it's a it's a, a microcosm of society, and stuff is going on, and it's going to go on in sports as well. Uh, at least there's nobody been accused of murder or anything like that that I recall, like in the football. Um, but you know, it's it it is what it is, and and they have to either join with the times and allow it, or they have to ban it. And and by banning it, they've got to move stuff away. Like you've always said, move the video room up to the press level. Um, no need for it to be right there. I it, it's just and don't don't let them call to get to the video room to say, hey, should I challenge it? You got to use your instincts. Yeah, it's got to be a a bang bang play and throw a flag within two or three seconds. Not calling up to the booth that. That annoys me more than anything about watching baseball, especially at home on television, because they constantly will pan the camera over to the dugout and you see the bench coach or whoever's in charge of that grab the phone. And, you know, so we've got a, a delay of game just to that every time uh, a play is made uh, and, you know, somewhat close. But I, I think it should be a bang, bang, yes, throw the flag or don't. Sort of flag. Why should you be allowed to be calling upstairs? That's cheating in my eyes right away. <laughs> if you've got a good enough video room with the slow motion and the, the cameras that they require to do that, it, it should be a gimme every time, just about. Now they do it in football, too, but they're not calling up. I think they got coaches up there telling them, Challenge it. Don't challenge it. So do the same thing then if you want baseball. Challenge it. I saw it on the replay. Challenge it. Don't challenge it. But don't yeah. don't have to go to the phone and everything. I don't know. It's just and then that whole the whole system with the replay where they gotta go to see the guy and he calls into New York and it's uh, it's too much. Put a little earphone in. Let him call you on a cell phone or something, and tell you, yeah, it's a sa- he was safe or he was out. You know, the call's no good or the call's good. Leave it. Uh, it's too much. But um, I guess we'll see how it all plays out. They're going to use. They're going to experiment with more crap in spring training, like robo umpires and this, that, and the other thing. So he's intent on on. Uh, Speeding up the game, Manfred is, and at the same time, he wants to get the DH, which slows the game down. So I don't know what the heck he's doing, uh, and, and so I don't know. But uh, might be a good time to take a break here, Rich. And uh, how about we um, uh, take a little break and be back after this message? All right, awesome. All right, we're back. And uh, Rich, why don't you tell us a little bit, you know, as we know, Rich, it's not cheap to do these podcasts. I mean, there is a little bit of money involved. It's not for free. And you guys uh, are terrific for listening. 
and uh, we hate to ask you, but we could use a little financial support now and then. So um, Mitch is going to tell you how you can help us out. Absolutely, Gary. And for all of uh, our listeners that know about the podcast now over at Anchor.fm, that's going to be one of your easiest ways to uh, get in and support the show. Go over to Anchor.fm forward slash baseball talk radio show. You're going to go to the main page at anchor. There's three little folder buttons. You can click on there. One of them's listen on Spotify. The middle one is support. And then you can message us as well. That message will get to us. If you have any things you want us to talk about or concerns, uh, you can check that message, click that uh, message button there and send us a message. But the center button is going to hit the support button. And on, as I'm doing the show here, I just clicked it. And what comes up is a monthly contribution of either a dollar. So like a cup of coffee at some places. You can go with $4.99 a month or $9.99 a month, um, which would be awesome as well. And it only asks for your name, your email address, and your credit card number. All the... Um, processing goes through Stripe, which is a corporation that that does this all over the world. They're very safe, and uh, that's the best way to support the podcast, Gary. Just go over to our website at anchor.fm forward baseball talk radio show. All one word. And Rich, I believe the, they can also go over to Patreon if they prefer uh, doing something like that. Uh, and that's at pace, patreon.com forward slash baseball talk. I think I got yeah. that right. Yes, you did. That's uh, another great place to sponsor the, the program here. And uh, we appreciate it. Don't get us wrong. Um, and we put we would put every little last single dollar back into the show. Just uh, last uh, couple weeks ago when Gary and I started the show back up, I, I put a Facebook ad and tried to get some additional listeners and hopefully some of, of you guys are out there because of that Facebook ad, trying to get the word out there about the show, get us some more listeners. So, and we appreciate you listening to the program, uh, especially here on our new home at anchor.fm. We can get a lot more statistics about where people are listening to the show from. Uh, and wherever you do listen to the show from, we encourage you to click the subscribe button because you're going to get our latest shows uh, that are out there. And we have right now, Gary, we have about half of our listeners coming from Apple Podcasts and about almost that much coming from Anchor itself. So directly right from the website, it's uh, 46% Apple Podcasts, 38% Anchor, 8% over at Spotify, uh, 6% at Overcast, and right on down to a 2% from other locations. So uh, we appreciate you guys listening. Let your friends know about it. And um, we love doing the show for you. And uh, let's get back to the show, Rich. And, and uh, what's something that you've been working on this week? Well, as I was saying um towards the start of the show around spring training, which is right now, uh, 
about the first week of February, I head right to my local bookstore. And this year was no um, nothing different for me. Picked up my edition of this year, which is called Lindy Sports Baseball, the 2020 preview. And I get, get a summary of all of the teams with the activities that went on, you know, that they reported on the trades. And believe it or not, in the NL East, Gary, <laughs> I just got a surprise because I just opened it tonight and got a chance to read through the NL East. I was reading some other articles. But believe it or not, they got my Phillies at number one. Wow. <laughs> and I can't believe that they have them at number one. I think that's I don't, what that. <laughs> because I don't think they're going to be number one. But who who am I? I don't know. <laughs> Where are my Mets then? Believe it or not, that I'm equally as shocked at that. And I, I just kind of shook my head right before we started the show. And we even, you know, connected here how we do the show. They have the Mets at fourth in the NL East. I can't figure that out. Oh, come on. So it's, uh, I don't know. I just projected finish. I guess they think that uh, Zach Wheel is going to make that much difference. Yeah, but it looks like the Mets, according to this, got uh, Mike or Rick Porcello from the Red Sox. He's no pushover. I know. We got Michael Waka, too, we added. And uh, we added Marisnik out in the outfield. Not that he's a, a great offensive, but he tightens up the defense. And he'll platoon with uh, Brandon Nimmo, who was number eight or nine in MLB's shredder for the best uh, center fielders in baseball. So I don't know. Uh, well, we'll have to see, you know, that's why they play the game. Rich, as we always say, you can't go by those. Uh, they're going by analytics and numbers and past uh, things. And, and, you know, they play the game on a field. That's true. They have the uh, Dodgers penciled in at number one out West. Um, they picked the Cubs to, to finish terribly fourth this year in their division. So, I mean, Lindy's is, is out on a limb here. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, let me see what they have the Braves at. They got to have them at second in the NL East, which to me is shocking. I, I thoroughly predict the Braves to jump out to a lead uh, again in the NL East. I just, I don't think the Phillies have improved that much at all. Um, Maybe they're not watching the same thing that we're watching in the off season here, but uh, unless well, the- I, I think the addition of Wheeler with the Phillies and the loss of Donaldson and Rendon to the uh, Capitals, I mean the Nationals and uh, the the uh, Braves, I think maybe that perhaps is what uh, they're talking about, but. Uh, um, you know, fortunately or unfortunately, some of these magazines, you know, it is printed, so they have a longer, um, they have to have their stories in quickly and recent uh, things. Like, for instance, I bet you it doesn't mention that Cespedes, Ioannis uh, Cespedes, would be back with the Mets. It's probably because they're still talking about here about him being a question mark, but he's been running and, and practicing, so... Uh, how much he'll be able to play and stay healthy, we don't know yet. But that can make a big difference in boosting the Mets' offense if you've got a healthy Cespedes with uh, Alonzo and, and uh, McNeil 
So, uh, and with the, the pitching staff, but, um, you know, um, and who knows if they even have Donaldson gone from the Braves there, but that's probably losing them that those two guys are big, uh, uh, you know, that hurts. But then again, you know, they, it's a team game and they're no slouches without those guys. Yeah. And of course with the, um, events with, uh, Carlos Beltran, uh, being fired, uh, all the major upheavals that did not make the cut in this particular magazine. So right. it does go back, as you said, you know, probably had a deadline of, uh, maybe Christmas time or shortly after that. And, uh, that's not reflected in here either, but, uh, it's interesting to see, uh, now I'm, my interest is a little more peaked. I might have to go get another one of these baseball <laughs> Previews. Did I miss something here in the off season? Now is Street and Smith still in business? Uh, I, I don't recall if you, if they're even around anymore. I believe they are. Yeah, I uh, sort of had to rush through purchasing this book. I had short time to get in there and get out. I sort of just ran in, grabbed a couple things, and and was right out. Uh, I didn't. Usually, they have about five different companies that that have these previews and you know they'll have um everybody's season listed on a page here which is a nice way to glance at the season of different teams especially if they're playing your favorite team and it just gives a nice once over it's it's not really what you call a um a fantasy baseball guide it's much different from that it's mm-hmm. uh a baseball preview, which, right. you know, I think are better for me than just some of those fantasy books. Cause, um, you know, that's not the reason I buy these books. I just like to see what they're saying about teams right. and have their schedules right at a, a glance. And, and, you know, sometimes you, you do forget early, uh, trades in the off season and, and at least, uh, the earlier trades are in a book like this, so you can you remind yourself that hey, this guy's not with this team; he's with this team now. He's with the other team. So, how does it? Uh, how are they ranking the AL? I guess I can imagine that the Yankees would be number one. Uh, but what about the Central and the West in the AL? Yeah, you are correct. The uh, Yankees are number one, uh, ranked there. Um, not surprisingly, they have the Angels at three out west again. So Mike Trout and company, uh, again, you know, not finishing into the money, apparently. They have the Houston Astros uh, taking the AL West projected finish there. Uh, apparently, you know, again, this might have been well before all of the scandal that, that broke out. So whether that will affect it, in fact, I'm, I'm glancing through that right now. And yeah, they did have the, uh, the, the sign stealing, um, story in here. So, um, with, as a matter of fact, uh, some of the firings that took place. So let's see here. Hmm. He's still- Not sure if it's mentioning the uh, 
the firings, but it does mention the scandal. So um, they're still picking them for first. And let me glance through here real quick. And the Red Sox, they have at number three, even with the mega trade. Boston, at, or actually uh, Baltimore, rather, at five. They're going to be uh, doing terribly again, according to here. And let's see what else here. The Indians, they have it three. And the Tigers at five. So it's going to be a tough year for um, Detroit fans. Twins winning. Uh, Let's see. Oakland at two. Uh, And the way they have this book, it's no rhyme or reason. It doesn't seem to go by... Seems to go <laughs> alphabetically, I guess. Uh, okay, I got it. Uh, the Rangers at fourth. Uh, the Blue Jays fourth. Let me see if I can find the twink- Twinkies here. I'm sure there's a page that probably has them all summarized, but I haven't found that page yet. Um, but yeah, this, this book's pretty thorough in... Uh, and showing you the, you know, the teams that should be there. Here's mm-hmm. the central. Um, all right. Huh. The east, or actually the central, they're, they're saying the Sox are going to do well. After seven straight losing seasons, the White Sox appear ready to win. Mm-hmm. Well, they get some good young talent, made a couple of moves. The Twins, apparently second, according to them. Oh. Indians third, uh, KC, and then the Tigers. Wow. Yeah, so they're picking the White Sox. They're going out on the limb. (laughs) Yeah, unless it's going to be a year of change, you know. Wow, I don't think I, I don't know if any, well, who knows, you know, picking the Sox, though? Yeah. Yeah, Wow. That's interesting. They must have uh, beefed up in the offseason a little bit. And uh, I hate to dwell on the negative, but brand new story just broke uh, one day ago. Uh, Baylor University suspending 14 baseball players in college, apparently for hazing. And how often have we saw these type stories come out? But yet this stuff still goes on. Uh, 14 apparently been suspended for their involvement in the hazing incident that occurred last February. Uh, two game suspensions will be staggered over the next three weeks. So the team does not have to play dangerously shorthanded, but you know, these, these events just keep on taking place. Boy. uh, Yeah. They never seem to learn. And uh, we don't know the exact, uh, hazing that went on, but uh, you know, uh, I mean, I I went through it. Uh, I was a fraternity guy back in the seventies, and what they consider hazing nowadays is nothing to what we went through. But still, uh, as you say, Rich, it keeps going on, and they just don't get it. Just. Uh... Seems that that story is a, a story that keeps replaying uh, time after time with us uh, as as we uh, 
go through a different uh, decade and things. Some things never seem to change. Yeah, and it's it's a brave new world too. You know, uh, years ago, remember the the players would with the. Didn't call it hazing, uh, but they would make a rookie carry the luggage and, you know, uh, wear outfits and stupid outfits and things like that. And even that's kind of uh, been curtailed now. And that's kind of not, you know, I don't know. I I never thought that was too bad. The Mets used to have the rookies dress up like in uh, Halloween costumes, but they'd be stupid costumes, you know? And, uh, or like one year they, the, uh, it was bridal party. So they all had to dress up as like maids of honor and stuff like that. And, uh, <laughs> I think Zach Wheeler of the Phillies now was dressed up like a bride, uh, you know, That to me is harmless stuff. I don't see a problem with that. You know, making the. I think they still make the rookies carry like uh, the rookie relief pitcher. They make him take all the the junk out to the bullpen. He's got to carry all the equipment and stuff like that. It's a lot of it is good natured. Um, As long as they're not smacking people and beating them and stuff, I don't see anything wrong with it. But you know, we don't know what what these guys were particularly doing and. Uh, apparently, the school was not happy with it. Absolutely, and I'm I'm just scanning through a couple other minor stories that that surfaced during the past week. Here, here's an odd story. Uh, Major League Baseball halts Roger Waters ads over an advocacy group's criticism. Uh, quote unquote: There are no plans to schedule any more ads on the MLB platform. League says of Roger Waters, this is not a drill advertisements here. And uh, very strange here. Uh, apparently uh, criticized by some Jewish advocacy groups, um, according to what they claim is Waters' uh, stance and views on Israel. Hmm. Um, so, you know, you get a group that complains to a, an organization like the MLB. Now they, they do have rappers and things like that, that <laughs> represent, um, MLB at various times and other musicians. But, uh, apparently this one, uh, this one didn't pass the muster according to, uh, MLB can commish, uh, Rob Manford. I guess you, you can never, uh, you never can tell with this guy, Manfred, what the heck is going on, what they're going to approve, what they're not going to approve. And, uh, you know, sometimes we we get too sensitive, um, don't know what, what he said. If this is a, a continuous problem, then they had every right to do it, and they should do it. Uh, but... Uh, if it's just a one-time deal, I don't know. Sometimes you have to just uh, listen to what they're saying and, and see. But, I mean, if this is a, a, an ongoing problem with him, then then they have every right to complain. And then baseball has to make a decision. Do they want to accept the ads or, or do they not wish to? And uh, in this case, I guess they decided not to uh, go ahead with the ads. So, um 
you know, it, it's a touchy subject, and and uh, you, you don't know what what really to say. You like to see. I, I don't usually like to see advocacy groups get on people's uh, agendas and try to. Uh, get ads taken off of things um but you know sometimes there are issues that that call for it and sometimes it's 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 a frivolous issue this is by no means a frivolous issue you know you could see where they doing the right thing yeah um just a little odd that there there's a lot of other groups <laughs> out there that that have a hand in in representing baseball but all of a sudden uh, and I know a few people that that write about baseball, things like that. Uh, special interest groups, when they become bigger than the overall picture, uh, I think things start to suffer when that, uh, you know, little nitpick here and nitpick there. <laughs> and yeah. then all of a sudden you have something that's, uh, you know, we don't want to touch anything because, uh, yeah. you know, somebody might say something. Oh, you know, the. Yeah, I, I, I get you, but I guess because of what the issue is and, you know, with past issues, uh, especially the Holocaust, it does make it a uh, uh, t- touchy thing. So, um, you know, with past issues, uh, especially the Holocaust, it does make it a uh, uh, t- touchy thing. So, um, you know, it, it's... Th- it's a tough one to call because you don't want to offend people and you don't want to uh, agree with people that are, you know, this doesn't sound right, but yeah, it's just um, very interesting. We'll have to keep our eyes and ears out on that. And as Gary said, at the start of the show, uh, we're going to have baseball, not this weekend, but this is the last weekend that we won't have baseball. Gary next weekend. We'll have, as you said, more things to talk about, pitchers and catchers, those glorious shots from down there in Florida. And by the way, I'm still on the fence of going down to spring training, and it'll be my first spring training when baseball's down there. I did some price checking, though, Gary, and oh, I could go to Europe for cheaper. <laughs> and that's Us, probably you, why. You would fly down? It wouldn't take a bus or a train? But, well, once you get there is, is the problem. The, the hotel rooms, I thought I was looking at a, a five-day stay at some of these places, and here it was per night. One night, uh, yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, a couple hundred dollars? A couple hundred dollars for five nights? I thought, oh, that's not bad. Then I, <laughs> I clicked on it, and it was like, no, that's per night. Yeah, so. Maybe you get and a rent in an RV, Rich. Yeah, and I had been there before, of course, um, when it wasn't spring training, went down and visited the stadiums, and, you know, the gift shops are still open and all on various trips, and the room rates weren't that high, so everybody must be down there for spring training, pushes the room rates right up through the roof, and uh, if that's the case, I probably won't end up at spring training. I'll I'll spend my money elsewhere that... uh, you know, it'll go a farther way, but, uh, yeah, yeah we had thought about it too, but, uh, I don't think it's going to happen. And, uh, um, we do have some, uh, connections, so it probably would ease it a little bit, but 
you know, for us, it would be the just we would drive down and it's the driving down and, and, you know, it's two, three nights on the road. So that's where your your hotel bill comes in. But I have a brother that lives down there and we have friends that live uh, uh, further south down by uh, Port St. Lucie. So um, if we wanted to go, we probably would have places to stay. Um, and we have a timeshare. We could probably get a, a place in Orlando or something like that. But uh, I don't know. Uh, it's something I'd like to do, but it's not. It, it it's almost like it, it becomes too commercial and too jacked up with prices. So we'll see. Yep. Hope springs abound that someday we'll end up down there at spring training. Uh, but we'll have TV to, to count on for that. I know a couple of the, the Phillies uh, announcers were heading down south and they made a, a nice trip of it with uh, association with Wawa sending back some videos and stuff for you to watch. So, you know, maybe relive it through, <laughs> through those guys, but, uh, yep. We're going to have baseball soon, Gary. Uh, it's going to be very nice to, to start talking baseball again. And I don't know about you, but it seemed like a long off season for me this year. Uh, yeah, I, I, it was though, there was a, a lot going on here in New York. So maybe that made it a little quicker, you know, with the, um, the story broke about the potential possibility of the sale of the team. And, and now of course the last few days that's fallen through, uh, and then the scandal. And then of course, Beltron being involved in it and him getting hired as manager then fired as manager and then the new manager. And then, so we've been busy up here, rich in New York more. Um, so it's, it's gone a little quicker, for us, I think only because there was so much constant news, um, you know, it, it, now that they changed the manager, everything else changes. Uh, they they just took the AAA manager and named him the quality control coach, whatever that is. And so now they, they had the name of manager for AAA and um, they changed other managers at other levels. And so it, it's been you know, a lot of news up here. Uh, so it wasn't as uh, dry as it was in other parts of the country. Yes, indeed. So uh, just a couple days away still here. Uh, we're going to be talking a whole lot more baseball. We're going to come back in a couple weeks with our uh, picks for each division as we've done over the years. Again, um, Thank you for listening to the show. Hit your subscribe buttons, and we'll be back soon to talk more baseball. See you again next time.